We must uh, cross to yeah. Simon Marks now, our U.S. Bureau Chief in Washington, D.C. Simon, thanks for joining us. Very good to be with you both. Simon, let's just talk about uh, Ukraine-Russia now. President Biden has just spoken. Let's just kick off with what he said. He's convinced that Russian President Putin has made the decision to invade Ukraine. And there's also some reports of a gas pipeline explosion in eastern Ukraine. Yeah, uh, the last few hours, the last two hours or so, uh, have really, I think, underscored the dangerous path uh, that we are now beginning to tread with regard to Ukraine. President Biden emerging from a hour-long conversation uh, with a host of European leaders. Justin Trudeau of Canada also joined the call and for the first time publicly saying that he now believes that President Putin of Russia has made a decision to send Russian forces into Ukraine. And more than that, saying that he believes that the decision has been taken to send those forces all the way to the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, and overthrow the government of President Volodymyr Zelensky. Now, throughout this smoldering crisis, the U.S. president, when he's been asked the question as to whether uh, Vladimir Putin has made a decision or not, has said that he didn't believe that a final decision had been taken. And one of the difficulties that the United States and other uh, world leaders have been facing uh, throughout this growing crisis is trying to get into the head of Vladimir Putin and understand his thinking. Emmanuel Macron of France at one point went to Moscow, uh, sat at the end of that very long table uh, away from Vladimir Putin and said that he was going there to try and understand what the, the Russian leader's uh, decision-making process was with regards uh, to invading Ukraine, came away uh, and said he was none the wiser. Well, now President Biden indicating that U.S. intelligence has reached the conclusion that Vladimir Putin's decision has been made, his mind uh, is made up, and that a Russian invasion of Ukraine will occur uh, over the course of the next few days and is going to be uh, very, very substantial in scope. Uh, all of this taking place just a matter of an, an hour, 90 minutes or so, after we saw images coming from Luhansk in eastern Ukraine. That is one of the areas in eastern Ukraine controlled by Russian separatists. And tonight there, there was a massive explosion which uh, local residents and observers claim took place uh, at the site of the Druzhba pipeline. The Druzhba pipeline is, in fact, the world's longest oil pipeline. It conveys oil from Russia and other parts of the former Soviet Union to Europe. And one section of that massive pipeline passes through Luhansk. The pro-Russian separatists say the Ukrainians blew it up. The Ukrainians say that's nonsense. They had nothing to do with this. And this was uh, a booby trap operation by pro-Russian separatists to create a pretext for Russia to invade Ukraine. And indeed, the speaker of the Russian parliament in Moscow uh, and Russian state media has been carrying uh, ongoing coverage of this explosion in Luhansk. The speaker of the Russian parliament said Russia does not want war but it might now be necessary to send troops in to protect the rights of the Russian-speaking population in eastern Ukraine. Uh, at the Pentagon, a senior defense official is telling reporters that 40 to 50 percent of Vladimir Putin's troops, of whom the United States says there are around 190,000 uh, ranged around Ukraine's borders, 
have now moved into attack positions. Uh, Putin, the official said, has 120 to 125 battalion tactical groups amassed. And in the words uh, of the official, the destabilization campaign has begun. So it looks like we are in for uh, a, a very dramatic weekend and certainly a very dramatic week ahead with the United States uh, braced for a Russian invasion. Although even tonight, President Biden insisting the window is still open for diplomacy. Well, it looks like President Vladimir Putin will oversee exercises by the Russian nuclear forces on Saturday. Uh, this was uh, from a release from the Defense Ministry, obviously in a show of strength at this time. Yeah, yeah, I think that's absolutely right, Susan. And uh, President Biden was asked about that and moved to reassure the public, both here and around the world, by saying that he did not believe that this in any way indicated that Vladimir Putin was planning any kind of nuclear attack on Ukraine or anywhere else for that matter, uh, but said it was a further clear indication uh, of the aggressive nature uh, of Russia's intentions towards Ukraine. Uh, and what he argued was a decision by Vladimir Putin essentially to try and change the balance of power in Europe, something uh, that President Biden said the Russian president would not achieve. He said uh, that if Vladimir Putin goes ahead Ahead with an invasion, backed up, of course, by these uh, nuclear exercises. And remember, of course, the Russians have just completed uh, military exercises in Belarus and in the Crimea uh, as well. Uh, it would spark uh, the imposition of crippling sanctions on Russia by the United States. But the president conceded that there were some differences between the United States and some of its allies in Europe over the scale of those sanctions. He insisted those differences were minor and wouldn't make a difference. But in fact, we heard earlier today from a National Security Council official briefing reporters uh, that, for example, it has now been decided that in the first round of sanctions, Russian financial institutions will not be barred from participating in the SWIFT network. That's the big international interbank system. Uh, we spoke about that on the program last week. If you, if you bar a bank from participating in SWIFT, you essentially maroon it as a financial institution. It's the financial equivalent of being stuck on a desert island. Well, there are some European countries that oppose the idea of going that far uh, with regard to these sanctions. And so the NSC today confirming in the first round of sanctions uh, that will not be on the cards. And that just further conveys uh, to the Russian government that, you know, in terms of the details of these sanctions, the U.S. is facing some pushback. President Biden insisted on the margins, but some pushback from some governments in Europe. Simon, let's switch gears to Donald Trump now and revelations that uh, he took in. Uh, he took some the presidential documents that he took in boxes to his Mar-a-Lago resort. There were several classified papers in there and the National Archives telling the Department of Justice they also believe that his staff used some private email accounts to discuss official government business. Yeah, very, very damaging revelations today by the National Archives that I think pose a fresh and substantial 
potential legal problem for the former president. Uh, Regular listeners will remember that uh, we talked about this last week, 15 boxes of presidential papers that should have been handed over to the National Archives, uh, including, by the way, the exchange of letters between Donald Trump and North Korea's Kim Jong-un, somehow found their way to Mar-a-Lago, and the National Archives ended up having to send a truck down there to pick them up. Remember, presidential papers in the United States are not the property of the president, they are the property of the public. And so when a presidency ends, all the documents get gathered up and filed away and stored in the National Archives. Well, the National Archives said today that having gone through this 15 boxes of documents, they found numerous classified documents that absolutely shouldn't have made their way uh, to the president's uh, retreat in Florida. Uh, They have found evidence that uh, Trump uh, administration officials were using private email accounts to conduct official business. An astonishing revelation, given that Donald Trump has argued Hillary Clinton should be locked up for doing exactly the same. Uh, And they are now referring all of this to the Justice Department. And this comes on top of those revelations we discussed previously about Donald Trump tearing documents up. Uh, The National Archives having to hire staff to tape them all back together. Revelations contained in a new book that some papers were actually flushed down a White House toilet by the former president. But uh, this takes uh, the issue, I think, to a new and much more serious level. Mishandling of classified documents uh, and a reference uh, to the Justice Department could lead uh, to some kind of uh, criminal investigation, uh, if not against Donald Trump personally, then certainly against senior figures who served in his administration. Well, finally, Simon, let's take a look at markets. Uh, Wall Street ending lower this week as a result of those Russia-Ukraine tensions. Yeah, and you could see that uh, in today's performance on the markets. The Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, down just over half a percentage point in value. The Nasdaq down one and a quarter percentage points in value. The S&P shed uh, three quarters of a percentage point in value. Uh, And that is directly related, of course, to uh, all the tensions and uncertainty uh, over Ukraine. President Biden, by the way, didn't appear uh, at the White House today to make that claim that President Putin has decided to launch an invasion until after the markets had closed. It's not clear that that was a a deliberate strategy, but it was notable. Uh, And of course, the market's also concerned about rising oil prices, oil nearing uh, $100 a barrel, ongoing concerns about inflationary uh, pressures within the United States economy and when uh, the Federal Reserve will act to try and do something about interest rates to head all of that off. But uh, those numbers Numbers at the end of the trading day and the end of the trading week, uh, an absolute indication of what could follow if indeed we see uh, a Russian invasion of Ukraine in the week ahead. Uh, it won't just be political uncertainty that that creates geopolitical issues. It will be economic uncertainty, too, mm. and all of that will play out on Wall Street. Yeah. Well, Simon, thank you so much for speaking to us here in Singapore, keeping us updated. And we look forward uh, to talking to you again tomorrow. We will do it all again then. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Speaking there with Simon Marks, our U.S. Bureau Chief in Washington, D.C., Nasi Lamak, coming up shortly. 